0: Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer Distributors. For more information, visit UnionBeerDist.com.
1: Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. We are a member-supported, non-profit food radio station. That means that every single thing we do, from broadcasting 35 weekly shows for free to bring you exclusive content from sold-out food events across the country, to offering scholarships to high school students, is only possible thanks to the support of our loyal members. And we want you to join the club. Become a member during our 2017 Summer Drive to get access to sweet swag and pledge your support to the world's only food radio station. Visit heritageradionetwork.org slash donate to become a member now.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, guys. It's July 25th, 2017. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. We've got some great guests joining us today at Heritage Radio Network. So this is the end of July Good Beer Month. It's our ninth year celebrating all things good beer in New York City. And we've got some great guests on the show. Let's go around the room and everybody introduce themselves, starting with the whole crew from Interboro Beer and Spirits.
3: My name is Jay Stein. I'm in charge of sales over there.
1: Hey, I'm Laura Dirks. I'm one of the founders. Hi, I'm Heather Rush from Pinebox Rock Shop and Precious Metal. Wow. Happy Good Beer Month!
2: And you know what's so cool is you, you've been doing all month. The guests that we have on the show, we're going around the corner to Pinebox.
1: Yeah, we have some, some awesome parties. After and we're the tasting show. their beers. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's really fun.
4: I'm Jesse, the brewer and founder at Innerborough. And I'm Gage Siegel from BeerMenus.com,
2: and our good buddy Robert from the Hot Blog is recording us live, and he's going to put up some great posts, uh, videos, as he's been doing all month. This is a special month for me. You know, nine years ago, a bunch of beer bar owners got together in a time when there were only four breweries in New York City, created the Good Beer Seal, which honors you know special you know uh, beer bars, and created this idea, of July Good Beer Month, which. You know, it's, it's, there's been a lot of other things. There's, there's craft beer weeks and, and craft beer years and so many things. Um, but really proud of, of the people in this room and, and everything that's happened. So we're going to talk about beer today. Maybe it's beer pride today. You know, Hillary uh, might be posting a, on Instagram at beer underscore session. It's beer pride day. How about that? We need one of those. But, you know, talk about beer pride. Jesse, you know, you're out, you're out from under the thumb of Augie Carton. And you've been rocking an interbar. Now, you guys have been open for one year. So Congratulations
5: yeah we're going to actually celebrate our first anniversary in September on September ninth. Um, so yeah' it's been an awesome year we've been We've made a bunch of really good beer, distilled a bunch of really good spirits, and we're super happy to be selling our products and inviting people to our space
2: you know we've, we've had some great moments this year, you know, Jay was on a show last month with a bunch of, uh, of beer reps that was a really great show and And you and I sat on a panel uh, for for New York City beer week back in 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 February. Or uh, March. Um, there yeah, that was, was a great re- event at the Well. That was
4: pretty cool. Yeah, it the was Well, the, the best well. event. Yeah, <laughs> it was the best event. It won the award for best event. Don't be humble.
5: Yeah, that was a really great event. The Well has been an awesome neighbor to have. We're like three blocks away. Um, they're on Mesa Roll, and and we're on Grand Street. Um, Ian and Josh over there have been huge supporters of us from day one, and it's also because it's such a great local craft beer destination. A lot of people will visit the well, and then Ian will text me like, "Hey, you were at the brewery?" And I'll be like, "Yeah." And he'll, all right, so so and so is coming over, and then you know the Dave from Three Stars walks in, or Mike from Pipeworks walks in, and they're like, "Well, Ian said I should check this place out." And then we become friends, and then we brew beers or whatever the collaborative things that happen within the brewing world. And so, uh, you know, having the well as a neighbor has been a, a ton of fun. And that's like
2: go- going on in the city now. There's so many great places, breweries with tasting rooms and 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 great beer bars. And Heather, you, know, you guys are at Pine Box Rock Shop across right around the corner yeah. from Roberta's. But you've opened a new place.
1: Yeah, we uh, we opened uh, Precious Metal last year, uh, and I hit a baby a month later, so that was kind of nuts. I would not recommend it. <laughs> um, but hey, it all worked out. I'm here today, so. Uh, yeah we got eighteen lines of beer over there we 've been featuring a lot of sours, which has been really awesome. Uh, people definitely travel for those and uh, it 's not in my wheelhouse so it 's been really cool to explore a lot of those great new sours
2: great and, and laura Dirks you're the, the partner at Interboro beer and spirits how 's it going one year later
6: it 's going pretty good we have uh, we 've had a lot uh, happen in the last year and it's been we 've uh, been just so lucky to have such a rock star team in our tasting room and in production. Um, we've been very, very happy with how well received the beer has been and how well it's gone. It's really gone very, very smoothly for us, and we're pretty, we're pretty pleased and, and uh, pleased with that.
2: You know, you guys as a team, Interboro, are there any surprises? You know, it's, it's, it's only one year. You know, you, you open a facility. You've got distribution. You know, t- tell us about some of the surprises or, or you know, unexpected, you know, uh, things that happened in the, in the first year of owning a brewery. Jesse doesn't want to talk.
5: I, Is that Jay's job? Because you well, say I would just say cans because I think that in the time between when we first sort of came up with our business plan and and you know the, the first Laura and I and then and then Jay Laura and I started talking about you know what we we're going to do with the beer. Um, it was all it was all draft. Everything was like, well, how are we going to sell draft beer? How are we going to move draft product? And um, you know the, the the cans have really allowed us to get our brand out and to spread the word about our brewery in a way that I don't think we ever really imagined. So it's been a lot of fun to work with our um, graphic designers and come up with cool labels and, and, you know, use uh, social media to present the cans and people get excited about them. And then they come out and, you know anything we can do to bring people into our brewery and bring people into our sort of crew and our community is 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 what's the best thing for our business and so um the cans have really worked really well for that and then the the you know at the same time the the whole sort of craft community in New York City has grown so dramatically in the past three or four i mean you you know you mentioned nine years ago when you guys started good beer that there were four breweries in New York City, and now I think we're pushing almost thirty um and the community is is tight it's really a strong community i've i've been lately getting a chance to visit other cities and and i'm i'm not as impressed you know as as i am about the new york city crew as, in terms of how well we work together as uh, breweries and and as a team heather it's you know
1: so supportive Hi. the craft beer community here is so supportive and so collaborative it's so yeah. awesome i feel like canned microbeer is having like a summer having a moment like I've seen just an explosion of canned New York micros and the artwork is amazing.
2: Yeah, the um, us, remember when you first opened uh Pine Box Rock Shop, take us back. Why you guys made a, a it crappier was 2010.
1: focus? <laughs> uh it was it's something that Jeff and I were just in love with, you know, with the idea of it. We we thought, you know, we'll do a brew bar, you know. I had but then I brewed beer and was like, Oh wow, this is really hard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a very a much smaller community at the time. And and people were I think a lot less uh, adventurous in trying different styles, where now, you know, uh, I always made a point of people coming in and they'd ask, you know, oh, I'll try that smoked beer or I'll try that, you know, cask or I'll try that sour. And I'd say, hey, have you had that before? Because people were really unfamiliar with it. Now people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I totally am into smoked beers or I totally am into, like, you know... Uh, quad Belgiums, you know, it's it's great. People right. are way more. I remember
2: when we first reached out to you, we said you've been awarded the Good Beer Seal.
1: Oh, we thought you were a scam. Yeah, <laughs> I was
2: like
1: who are these people? I've never heard of them. I'm not going to go and buy some advertising. And this Jimmy guy, <laughs> but it it worked out for the best. I'm oh man,
5: very <laughs> good friends. Right? And
2: I don't make fun of you guys because you're the you're like the vegan beer
5: bar.
1: Yeah, yeah. All of our beers are vegan. Yeah, it's it's not uh, that hard anymore to do the 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 finding agents they yeah use the of use beer. of biofine
5: has gone yeah. way down way since down. the uh, uh acceptance of the hazy beers yeah so what wh- what is that how does that work in in making a beer so you have vegan beers well biofine is a finding agent as hillary said that oh. uh heather sorry you want to uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: that is uh, originally is, is the oh. is enzymes that uh, exist in fish bladders
1: and and glass right? Yeah, yeah. Is glass. glass.
5: So that sounds delicious. Yeah, it is awesome. And I uh. think that it, was, it must have been discovered by people who stored their liquids in fish bladders, hopefully pretty big ones, um, if it was beer. I uh, wonder if it
1: was from the barrels, you know, that... That had the yeah. fish in them? because isn't that... That's uh, very similar to how wine and beer first began.
5: Right. In terms of that there were fish Stuff in the barrels. Stuff was carrying over yeah, yeah, the, yeah.
1: the different yeasts.
5: Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, but now nobody need, now nobody needs it
2: maybe it was oyster shells you never know yeah,
5: those are everywhere. no it's like fish bladders like it's it's a specific thing in fish bladders that makes it work let's well, you know, talk about like,
2: <laughs> vegan versus non-vegan no, vegan. Oysters, so like when you, you know, have you have your hot dogs a casing you can have a, a meat hot dog if you have a vegan hot dog it's from a vegan it's cow it's supposed to be in a vegan <laughs> cow <laughs> We got a lot more. This is when we get to Google up. On that note, let, let's go to our hitmaster. One reason we invited Gage Siegel on for BeerMan is that he brings his little laptop on. It looks like he's a DJ, but he's actually
4: uh, much us less interesting than that. The, the the hit beers of the day in New York City. So uh, this has been really fun for us recently, looking at all these statistics and digging into you know what's popular, what are people searching for. We've upped our own traffic by eleven percent every single month uh, for the last few months, updating beer pages. Uh, and what that has yielded for us ended up being, uh, first of all, the most popular search beer. And this is actually nationwide. This is not just New York. It is not your father's mountain ale, uh, which is way less exciting uh, than I had hoped for a top beer. I'm super sorry. Uh, but people want it. I mean, to the tune of like 50% more traffic than, or no, like 150% more traffic than any other beer. Beyond that, it was Zima and Zima Citrus. Two and three. Well, uh,
1: oh, we served Zima. Yeah, wow. yeah, we got it at Prush. Yeah,
4: did that, that, you sell shame. it out?
1: Yeah, yeah, we sold every drop of that.
4: Everybody <laughs> who who I've talked to about it has said, "Oh yeah, it sold out faster than like <laughs> my my hot craft cans."
1: Yep. It so was, how,
2: how about we flip
4: this? How about tell us well, how number about three? Well, number <laughs> three, we're, we're coming into the real deal craft beer is the Lawson's Sip of Sunshine, which we just got into the New York market uh, about two weeks ago at this point, and that's top in the list. On our craft beers, searched for and followed. So, if you're a retailer and you haven't gotten it already, do it for sure. Yeah.
2: And what about on your list of? And this is for JN Sales because he's got cans to. One thing about cans is you can actually go to accounts and and taste them. Um, w- what's the highest trending Interboro beer on your? Uh,
4: uh, the on your highest list? trending Interboro beer. I'd I'd have to dig in a little bit here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't have that one uh, on, on the top of the list. I'd have to go digging. So we'll come back to that I mean, in uh, the second If it's second cans, part. I'm not going to give it to me anyways. No, he's yeah, disappointing right? me.
2: And what about for you, Jay? You're out there with, you know, let's talk about, you know, what's selling for you guys. Cans changing the way you do business. Well, we've been using the cans primarily out of the brewery uh, to drive folks in. And then, um,
3: you know, we, we tend to, like gauge how much we want to produce, and then it'll sell out quickly. And so it's kind of come into our spot, have a pint of beer while you're there, and then pick up some cans and take them to go. But as far as what's going into market, which is primarily draft, it's the IPAs that are selling the quickest. The I'd say the 6 to 7% IPAs that we're making are kind of, in my opinion, the sweet spot, and then the, the doubles that are a little bit stronger. that like I can think the beer geeks file a little bit harder so really well but then we're we're doing really well with the things that are like really easy drinking like our pilsner and we did a summertime rolls which is like a summer lager what we did with bunker we the bushberg pils <clears throat> today they just kegged up um a uh, kolsch called it your thing that we were actually sipping right now
2: so that's what, so, that's yeah. our first beer is that's what so. we're
3: trying yeah it's uh, seasonally appropriate and uh
2: yeah, clean and dry. Jay. Just say the name one more time. What's called? It's your thing. It's a Kolsch. Colch. I like that. I had that was a good one. I will got a refill if I can. And Laura, for you, like on the business side, um, you know, partner in uh borough. Um, how do you measure like what's trending and all that? You know, following your sales and you have for beer sure. and spirits, or do you have, just you just look on beermenus.com?
6: I look on beermenus. We're, so
4: we're so. good friends. We yeah. talk a lot.
6: <laughs> Actually, we scrape the data from there. But, she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're you it. know
4: they're the only ones <laughs> because they're better. Uh, they're more technically advanced than we are, but there's no other brewery who gets even close, so it's just Laura.
6: Yeah well, we have we have a lot of a lot of different data points we're looking at as far as uh, from our production systems where we're tracking what's being made and what's being sold into wholesale. And then we have we have a whole retail you know side of things. Um, you know it's been fun to watch the different uh, the different beers come and go and see what's popular and see what's not. Um, we offer flights, so that's always fun to see what people are picking on their flights, you know, four, four-ounce pours, and and have, like, a nice array of things we've gotten. Sometimes we'll have, like, people come up, and there'll be four, like, you know, crazy double or imperial IPAs on the menu all at once, and they'll be like, I'll have those, I'll have that, <laughs> uh, you know, the IPA spread you've got up there, Um but other times we have, you know, we'll have people come up and have something like summertime rolls and 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 pills, and then a double IPA and a single IPA, and have a nice spread of beers, and and that's been fun to watch from a standpoint of you know looking at what people are choosing, and there definitely is that you know hot IPA market that we all know about of people coming in, but there are a lot of people out there who are interested in different kinds of beer and tasting a variety of different things we have our r&d project that we've got a number of different uh things that have come out of that uh small batches um just experimental things that are fun to watch people taste as
2: well So, Jesse, are you working on a small system yeah we, have a, we have a special
5: we have a a 20 gallon system uh that we use for experimentation um Primarily for this first year, it's been used for mixed fermentation stuff. We have a, a Brett Pale Ale that we've just bumped up to um, our full production scale. Um, but on the R&D system, we just did a beer with a, our neighbor, who's a Belgian double fan, with Brazilian, and it's with Brazilian wood, uh, Amberana wood. So, you know, we're trying to play around and offer, the, the key being to offer variety for when people come in.
2: Great, man. Hey, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. In
6: 1996,
0: and Family Companies, formerly L. Knife and Son, acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn. Union Beer has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. It has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Brooklyn and parts of Queens through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as THE craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, Staten Island, and Long Island union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands and a paramount focus on education at all levels. Union beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the seven counties of Southeastern New York. For more information, visit union beer,
2: Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, guys, it's July, July Good Beer Month. Our buddy uh, Robert from the Hot Blogs here, he's uh, recording uh, videos of us. And uh, we've got the whole Interborough crew and Heather from Pine Box Rock Shop.
1: And Precious Metal.
2: I'd like to I'd like to ask you about, last two weeks ago I was at Pine Box Rock Shop. And uh, you're that little buddy named Little Roger yeah, Rush. Roger
1: Rush, yeah, he's 15 so months old congratulations. now. Congratulations, he's you. a very
2: handsome boy. And we
1: had a really hard time finding a good bar back, so we figured we'd just make our own.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we actually talking about in the personal. <laughs> <Thank it's just, laughs> were you bar? Were you bartending when you were pregnant? I
1: was, yeah, and that was very weird for some people. Uh, they are. It takes some of the moment. I stopped bartending nights because. Uh, People were like, are you pregnant? I was like, no, why? (laughs) 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 I just really love craft beer. It's fine. Would you like one? (laughs) Um, Would that
2: bother you? I mean,
4: Gage, would would you care if a bartender was pregnant or not? I mean, they're the bartender. Are they slamming shots with me? I think that's, you know. Yeah, see, there's
1: a whole, I mean, you know, tending bar, there's a little bit of a... There's a little bit of a carriage there, and you, you know, you're, it's, yeah, I can't, you I know, know some
4: good sober bartenders. Yeah? Some good sober craft beer bartenders. Yeah? Which is... I know, I know some very good sober bartenders. Our good I friend... I feel like if you bartend
1: um, long enough, you kind of end up there. Yeah, yeah,
3: our good friend Crimson, who uh, works over at Mission Dolores, just had her last shift because she's expecting, and so they kind of oh, threw, yeah? They yeah, threw yeah, a yeah. party for her, and it was, it was nice to go in, and... You know, she's going to do some of the manager, managerial issues still, but she's moving on and going to be like... Yeah, we had an event with her advocate. in,
5: like, May or June, and she wasn't drinking, and, yeah. and I was... You know, you're disappointed, because...
4: You See, know, there's that. Yeah, people, <laughs>
1: People, even if you're not drinking with them, they want to believe that you may, and that's why I think it's weird for them. Yeah.
4: I never have an expect, expectation of a bartender, like, you should be drinking with me. I guess maybe I don't go out drinking alone enough. To have that But <laughs> well, I don't know Well come on down each their own. <laughs>
2: <laughs> And then Jay You know we, we also know you As a musician And in years with bands You know w- w- Was there any issue With with women playing Who are pregnant I mean did you ever Have pregnant bandmates or? No
6: <laughs> <laughs> It gets in the way
2: Of the guitar Yeah, yeah. No issues is. We covered that But I wanted to just Give a big shout Heather and Jeff Rush Congratulations I mean it's a year And a half later But yeah. your boy Is very handsome And uh yeah. Hopefully we'll see him at Pinebox. I already Final got Box. him
1: behind the bar some <laughs> nights. <laughs>
2: well, this is a cool show. So, and talking about how, how do you buy beer? We're talking about, you know, trends and, you know, beer menus data and interbar data. How, how do you buy Jeff beer for buys your bars?
1: most of the beer for us. And, uh, you know, he really tends to comb through, you know, blogs, uh, reading, you know, what's out there, uh, talking to reps. And he tries a lot of beer, too. Um, he's, we, we are definitely not the type, and you know, this is for good or for ill, where people go, oh, I've got a beer and it's, it's going to sell really well, and we don't like it, we won't buy it. Yeah. Even if it's a good price
2: point. Well, like lists that that you source from. Like, I'm actually disappointed, you guys, at beer menus because I used to think, I oh, yeah, beer. But menus. I love I just you too. Want to say. But you used to be able to say, oh, I'm supposed to look at like beer menus, top or un, you Ray know, beer. So these li- different lists, and you're supposed to say, okay, these are, these are the beers Ray, that are. Great beer just Ray got Ray bought beer. by but AB. Oh, m- God, most God, in be demand, guys. Beer. Listen, yeah. slow down. I just had a baby. <laughs> most in demand. <laughs> but if you're looking at these lists now, and and they're just kind of run of the mill, popular, like Zima's on a top list. I don't really want to talk about those brands but i expect to see like oh the quirkiest most interesting like Innerbro uh what's the the beer we have now because this would be on my top list oh
5: you like this one uh, uh this is uh called so this was a collaboration we did with uh friends of mine out in la called mumford brewing it's done deal um and it's an ipa surprise surprise uh and we did it with a, a hot blend of denali equinox And uh, Falconer's Flight Which spell out Death D-E-F Story on the beer Is that Like uh, this one
2: Have you had Me and
5: Me and Todd Mumford Who was uh, One of the two brothers That owns Mumford Brewing Used to work together In the music industry And in 2003 Or something like that I helped him uh, release a record by an artist from LA named Murz that he did production on, and the first song on the record was "Done Deal." So that's sort of how we uh, came uh, came up a with the name. Up. I'm Bend like the uh, the
2: one, two, three beer uh, test. If I want to keep drinking it, it's good. How do you
1: guys name all that that to me seems like such a difficult thing to do? It's like naming a band orchid, uh just naming a beer. I just yeah. I
5: just listen to rap songs. <laughs> and you kid. just
1: name them all. We had a drink up at Pine Box called the Neighborhood Ho.
5: <laughs> it's good. So I, I have a lot of great ideas, but there's no puns allowed. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, no, no, no puns allowed at bro We just did our first pun beer as a subtitle to a beer that our my, our uh, our our brewer and sellerman Nick came up with because we made a bridge with LIC. We made a beer with LIC Beer Project called the Bridge to honor the Kosciuszko being destroyed, and so I wanted to call the beer the Bridge is Over, but we decided to call it the bridge but then the subtitle was down with the cause koz so <laughs> Shoot, that's that's the, awesome
6: yeah. Yeah. But just coming down today actually is today the, the today day for the main span the, the main span's being lowered like over like 17 hours or something it's, so it's still not going to be right
5: imploded now. it's just going to be no loaded. so no but here's no, the story so not. they're going to they're going to bring the main span down with cranes and drop it to a barge and then sail it away but then the in sometime in august the approaches are going to be exploded. That's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah and that, so the guy I came in. One of the guys who's working on the bridge came in the day we released those cans and bought a case of it. And and I and he was like, oh, I've got to get a case of that because I'm working on the bridge. And I was and I was the one selling the beer, so I immediately started plying him for answers about when it was going to get destroyed and taken down. And he told me it was going to be mid-August that they were going to explode the approaches, but he wouldn't give me a definite date. Laura, has there been a, a beer name that you've had to nix?
6: Uh, you know, I, I don't get much vote in that. <laughs> she just gives me
5: funny looks every I, once in a while. I
6: have semi-veto power. Uh, semi-veto power. I'm like, yeah, no. no I, I have a
5: beer so. name that I submitted to the SLA called Ill Street Juice uh, in, in, <laughs> in, um, in reference to the, the uh, cool G rap song Ill Il Street Blues which is one of my favorite songs of all time. And Ill Street Juice, I think, is a funny name. But I can understand, if you don't know the song, how Ill Street Juice might just sound like bad beer. Have you had a... Did have you, get you had denied? A, yeah, yeah. No, it didn't, never, no yeah. it didn't get denied. Have you
2: ever had a, a, a beer name or label that's been... Uh, denied by the feds.
5: Um, at Interstate. Interboro, we haven't had it. Have we had anything denied yet? No.
6: No, no. Let's no. try. We, we have, <laughs> let's try. <laughs> we, do have, we do have some crazy things that they kick. We have some crazy things that they do kick back, you know, like, but it's mostly on the spirit side. They're definitely more stricter True. on that. Our Went gin and out. tonic labels were, were an interesting. Oh, little. yeah. The gin
5: and tonic in yeah. a can label took. It, we started in November, and I think we finally got approval in, in, like, March or April or something like that. It just was because, I think because it hasn't been done very often, and they're all specialists,
4: in quotes. And uh, So for a while, there was just one guy at the SLA who did beer labels, Oh, yeah, Battle, right? Battle, yeah. Battle. And, and so now they have different. a lot of people. His oh. name was
5: Battle? Yeah, his name was Battle. That's you guys should go prophetic. easy on him, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It says given name. But uh, he's not there. I think That's what I w- what I was told recently, and I think I read it in an industry newsletter, is the battle now. He quit the TTB, and now he consults for the TTB. So he probably got like a doubled his pay, and then they hired like six other people to <laughs> yeah, do his I think, job. I think
6: they had to hire six people yeah. to do his job. They found out that he was doing a crazy job, and but the only time but stuff.
5: the only time I did ever get anything rejected that I submitted was when I was at Carton, and we had Carton of Milk. And the New Jersey ABC called and said, are you going to put this in a package in a grocery store? And I was like, no, no, it's going to be draft only. And they were like, all right, great, because otherwise we'd be worried about carton of milk and uh, confusion with.
6: Yeah.
5: Uh, and that was a milk stout, right? So, it was, you know, that was Augie's you know, carton of milk, milk stout. But they passed. As soon as I told them it was going to be draft only, they, they just they, they rubber stamped it. So
1: Can I ask a question about the canned spirits? Yeah, sure. The only other canned spirits no. that I've seen, oh yeah, Jimmy, <laughs> you scammer. Um,
5: this is a beer show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know.
2: Heather paid $100 to be on this really. Thank you.
1: <laughs> 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 Ask whatever you want. The only other canned spirits I've seen are Jim Beam. Do you guys, are there, like, tell me about the market? Like, I don't really know anything about it. It's somebody who sells alcohol, Sure. I'm very curious.
6: There were uh, there were a few of them out there. There's a few more now. Um, as Zima's come back, it's yeah. been interesting. Mm. <laughs> uh, the reintroduction of has brought a lot of hard seltzer into the market. But um, canned spirits and like distilled spirits in a can are a, are like kind of a funny thing um, because they can only be
1: sold in places with like full like licenses, Like Zima, they right? feel kind so, of like a novelty item, like something yeah. that you would sell for like a season or. But that's not your guys' plan. Yeah. No, well. We want to have more uh, yeah. available because our, our plan,
5: I mean, the way we're looking. I mean, the way I think that our sort of shared view on the canned spirits is, is that it's a great opportunity to sort of push the spirits in at a very accessible level. Totally. Um, for because the markets for distribution on on beer and spirits are, are traditionally so different.
2: Yeah. Gage, okay, at from beer Man, has you got any updates on the? Uh the hit master list. <laughs> so we've, we've got the full uh,
4: New York stats now. Um, so I know the big question with Interboro in the room is what's their most popular beer? And that's going to be their Run the Jewels collab Stay Gold uh, IPA, which I'm sure Jesse can talk more about. But it is coming out again this week, a double dry G. hopped version. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, no, no, no. Today's Tuesday. Thursday. Okay. Thursday. Nobody, do. yeah, please, uh, we counter. don't need
6: a line tomorrow,
4: uh, right, <laughs> don't need it early, um, and so added to the list, we've got a couple of beers from Grimm, both Awuga, uh, or all <laughs> Awuga, Forcefield, Sumi Cacao, and Living Daylights are in the top 10, speaking of hard seltzer, White Claw hard seltzer, uh, I don't know, is that an ABI product, Boom. that's a big one, yeah, but that's up there, one.
6: I can't remember who makes that one, I've looked at it before.
4: Top ten Wolfer Dry Rosé Cider That is delicious I will say I I saw someone have that Like the other day They look like they're Having the best time So good Uh, And as well Two beers from Montauk The Summer Ale And the Watermelon Session IPA Okay This
2: is what I'm going to Talk about next Because there's one thing About these listings It's funny It seems like Something that went from oh, I thought you know all the craft beer guys would would be geeking out on like the really good stuff, but it seems like a lot of the listings now they're more mainstream well and so, I wonder what that is. Are the other companies jumping on board and trying to get on your listings
4: well, so these aren't these are totally objective these lists that what i 'm talking to you about today is search data. this is what beer drinkers in the five boroughs want this is what they 're going to Google for, this is what they're coming to us for, so I mean. If I was picking the list, this would be much different. It would, be, it would have some more Interboro on it. would have some LIC. Uh, but it's really, it's about what do people want? What are they looking for? And, and because we're capturing casual drinkers, you know, the biggest swath of beer drinkers are people who are just out on Google because they want to just find that one thing, that not your father's, that Zima, the whatever the case may be. As much as it's not as geeky, it's oh, yeah. what people search what is not your father's Mountain Ale? And
1: what is your father's Mountain Ale? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't know. My dad's not in the mountains, but uh, I, don't, I think it's a, it's a ginger... Ginger? No, because that's not your father's ginger beer. Sounds like boozy Mountain Dew. That's my root not beer. Sure. They, Wait, yeah, the yeah. same I have to cut this one because I don't want to talk about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but we're taking a short break. We'll go back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio and talk more about craft beer on Heritage Radio Network. All right. <laughs>
4: I'm Joe Campanelli, host of in the drink on heritage radio network in the drink is the show that brings you the most interesting personalities and delicious drinks of the beverage industry. Tune in on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. to hear about who are some of the best importers of wine and beer and what are the decisions that they have to make that goes into the wines and beers that they're bringing in. Um, you'll hear from a bunch of great winemakers and sommeliers, um, all those topics on In The Drink. Support my show and all of Heritage Radio Network's programming. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate.
2: hey. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the org. Check it out. Become a member. Unlike public radio, we won't talk about it for the entire show, but I'm a member, and there's a lot of good members that we know. Heritage radio Network.org. That was Joe Capanella from In The Drink, a great restaurant guy, wine guy. There's so many talented hosts on this network. Keep tuned. Heritage radio Network.org. So we've been going off track. We've been talking about it's July Good Beer Month. We've got Innerborough and Palm Box Rock Shop and Beer Manors. We're talking about... All the trending things on, on, on these sites, but we're going back to craft craft beer only. I don't I don't really want to talk about uh, beverages that, that you can get in the supermarket. Um, in fact, I don't even buy food in the supermarket, but that's radical. But I buy Bob's Red Mill. <laughs> Bob's Red Mill is still cut oats all the time. But Heather, you know, a, as a, a you have two beer bars now. You have Pine Box yeah. Rock Shop and the new one
1: 18 lines, eighteen lines, of and, and precious,
2: precious. metal. Yeah. So you know, let's pretend Jay, who is like your head of sales for Inverborough, how do you sell your beer? to a beer bar owner like, like Heather who only cares about really good products.
3: You are the conduit for this one, Jimmy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, uh, I mean, it's about you know
3: going in and, and identifying what they're doing there and, cons- wow. and like considering what their customer base is and then saying, here's an excellent product that would potentially be a good fit for you rather than like, oh, everybody loves it and I'm supposed to come in here and tell you everybody loves it and we, we sell X amount of volume because it's popular and it's I mean, at the stadium. I mean,
1: those are good things to know, but I mean, if the yeah. beer is...
3: You know. Yeah, I mean, we sell quality first, yeah. and then we're trying to be uh, fair with the way we price our products, considering how expensive it is to produce this stuff. And then, you know, we don't have an infinite amount of liquid, so we'd like to actually have it in the right accounts. And so, it, you know, it, it's good for them because you don't find it up and down every block because we've sprayed it all over town. And it's good for us because it's the right but setting. It, it does
2: seem to, to be the case ourselves. now that with so many of the New York City, the, the, the breweries that have their own tasting rooms, you really are more selective about... But who gets to get your butt? I
1: love that, actually. Talking to individual reps, sort of what we were talking about, Mm -hmm. Um, they come in, they introduce themselves, you know, you make a relationship so that when something really unique or special comes out, oftentimes Pine Box and now Precious Metal will get a keg of it. And that is wonderful because that brings people out. It's great for you. It's great for us. And I just don't. I don't see that happening with, the, you know, unfortunately, the larger breweries or, you know, bars that just care about volume. They're not going to get those really specialty craft beer items. And just really quick, too, you know, just how we were talking about how collaborative and um, uh, what a community the craft beer uh, market is here in New York is, is that a lot of reps will say, oh, you know, I don't necessarily carry this product, but have you tried this? It's fantastic. Like they're going out there for their friends and other breweries that they have work for. And I think that's amazing.
2: Let's also, there's a couple of terms that have come up lately. Uh, last week I got to sit with Rob Todd from Allagash, who's the, the the chair of the Brewers Association. His show will air next week on Tuesday, August 1st. A great talk. We talked about terms like l- the importance of local breweries and the importance of independent, whether it's independent breweries or businesses. Does anybody want to talk about those terms? I th- you
6: know, this I'd say that there are a lot of things that we can do differently and that's for me the the benefit of having a, you know a brewery around the corner because we can talk about well what works well for you as a business owner and a bar owner? Like, what are people coming in and asking for? And then we can feed that back pretty quickly to be like, what are we going to brew next? And we do a lot of that. We talk a lot, um, you know, about what what should we be making and what should we have as a product offering so that we have a little bit of everything that we can produce in quality and, and be very much in touch with our customers, who are then pouring great product for their for their folks. Heather,
2: That's does, does anything like a the new independent craft beer label? Does that will that mean anything to you as a as yeah a
1: definitely? I mean, a precious half of our lines are dedicated to local stuff, which we like. We were talking about we couldn't have done that when we opened Pine Box; it just wasn't possible. You know, and now with uh, it's almost like we are going back to where we have like micro economies. You know, people are people don't just come in and ask us. You know, do you have any New York beers? They go, do you have any New York City beers? Do you have any Bushwick beers? And what's really great is we get a lot of tourists. I'm like, oh, this is made like five blocks that way, and people love that. And I I don't see that. You know, I, I came from Seattle, and we had a great craft beer community there too. But it, this is this is totally different. This is much smaller. Oh wait, Heather. Much more. So, familiar. what is
2: the the your Bushwick beer tour? If I had to go to bars and breweries. oh
1: my god, uh, that's what I want. I want Bushwick the Heather beer Bushwick tour. beer tour. Yeah. Well, can I include um, Bridge and Tunnel because I love them, and they're just up in Maspeth. Uh And then I would. Uh, Robert from
2: Hoplog says, yeah, right, yeah, buddy. Right. Yeah, buddy? Great. yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: Bridge, Bridge and Tunnel is <laughs> amazing. Obviously, KCBC. Uh, Those guys are sweethearts. They have a beautiful tap room. Um... I also would include Finback, even though it's in too because I really that's like their tap room too. Yeah, yeah.
4: Thing. But then <laughs> but if we're, you I, asked me, where would you
1: go? That's as far as I get. I if, get to KCBC and then go to Precious.
4: <laughs> if you include uh, Glendale and Mass, with you've got to have East Williamsburg, which you know, you ask an old school New Yorker, that's definitely Bushwick.
1: Yeah, totally. And then
4: of course, Interboro. here we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a I yeah.
1: love your guys' little that neighborhood. I think it's great. I love the Anchor. But Jesse, end. when I, I when
2: I said I was talking about local breweries and independent crappier label, you got quiet. Usually not quiet. Because you're deep, you're a deep thinker. I
5: know. That. <laughs> I, you know, I think that a lot of this comes down to it's the small business people and they're opening small businesses, and we're we're serving, we're trying to do our best to serve our communities uh, as best we can with high quality products. And I think that what you know, what it, I don't know, it's it, it's very, um, I'm, I'm speechless. I I, I what, for what, what I'm trying to do is for what you're doing. So yeah, you know I understand And I what I what we're trying to do is 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 grow a brand based on you know our passion for what we're doing. And so bringing people in is the is the is our number one. But then like you know expanding our network within the within the community is number two because we we bring consumers in who are looking for a certain experience, but then those same consumers. You know, they're not all most beer drinkers these days are looking for variety first. Well, quality, I think first. Right. And then after that would be variety. They're looking to t- have have a, a different experience in each class. A lot of them are. I think, as Laura pointed out earlier, we do get a lot of people who aren't, quote unquote, beer geeks who are looking for. They're excited about what's happening in brewing in America and they're exciting about they're excited about, you know, it, the idea that they can visit a brewery. But in the, when the, in the long run, you put four different IPAs in front of them, and they're not really going to be able to decipher the differences and the nuances between each one. Whereas if they go to a a, a rotator bar, I mean, you know, uh, of somebody who's just going to be featuring a bunch of different breweries and a bunch of different variety of styles, right? Then they can taste if they have four beers there. Then it's like very like you know uh, you pointed out earlier, like smoked beer versus sour beer totally, versus, yep. and, then, and then suddenly your your palate is actually being um, tantalized by just ver- flavors that are all over the spectrum. Um, Jesse, what's the next beer we're drinking? Oh, this is full time. This is a, an IPA that in a series we make called halftime, full time, and overtime. It's a all three of them. Yes,
2: <laughs> more please, Jay. All three yeah, yeah, of them. All sign. three of them feature. Jay, you're cit- my favorite beer guy ever. ever.
5: <laughs> Uh, they all three feature Citra and Galaxy, and one's a Session, one's a Full Strength, and one's a, an Imperial IPA, and uh, this one, we've, this is the third time we've brewed it, and the second time we've canned it. It seems to be, you know, we've, we've been on a sort of an IPA mission um, for the past 12 months. I think most brewers are on an IPA mission, um, and we've been really trying to you know, hone in on which ones people like, and which, uh, because... We don't have an innerborough IPA. We don't have a we don't have a beer that we make that's called Interboro. But what we, I think we will hopefully end up at it is at a point where we have four innerborough IPAs that that yeah. we, or three. You're
2: one year in, like you're still learning your system and all these things, right? Yeah. A lot I of think, well, I
5: involved. think we've learned the system yeah, I, that that far. I think we're we've yeah. gotten. I think that now it's more about learning what our place is in the market and what we can. You know, that Jay mentioned that the six percent IPA has been working out really well for us. Um, it, it's, we just, you know, we want to sell a lot of beer. I mean, that's, you know, flat out, that's the bottom line. And we want to, but we also like, there's no compromise on quality or what we're putting in it at any point. And so trying to find the ones that we know we can make consistently and that people like consistently, because at some point it be, it, the brewing side becomes about scale and being able to make larger quantities of the same beverage and having it still be able to sell and. So we're trying to say, all right, well, which one's full time is one that people seem to like. Mad Fat Fluid is one that people like. Stay Gold is one that people like. Um, and so we're it's it's like we're using our tasting room, we're using our draft accounts. It's 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 all market research at this point to some degree, and then we're just also having fun and, and making stuff that we so really you like. Guys
2: are, you guys are getting your own data. Beer man is getting data, but Heather. You know, I don't want to say they're, they're pregnant mom data, but you know, when, when you couldn't drink and you're craving a beer, or, or these days now, oh, what, what do you drink? What? I
1: really was craving still want an IPA too. Yeah, I'm an IPA drinker. That's definitely that. I you know, uh, I know that that's a little uh, boring now, but I love them. Oh, it's I think that the widest breadth of flavor that you can pull from a beer recipe, and I know this is a contentious opinion, the Belgian people definitely disagree with me, is from IPAs. You
5: no, know, people are constantly asking me, well, what's going to come after IPA and I still love IPA, yeah, I, you know, and, I, and it's been five years since we
4: opened Carton. Case, and can that you pull up the top was, IPAs. Well, <laughs> beer made, you really can't yeah. put me on the Bro, spot like that. Boy, Last time <laughs> I was on the show, you know, you asked me a similar question: What's hot? What's the style? Where is it going? And the answer was IPA with no signs of stopping. And that is the same today, all these months later. And craft beer changes quickly I mean, th- as you mentioned Where we were, in, you know When you started the Good Beer Seal Four breweries in New York But we've got a bunch of IPA breweries In New York Breweries who, that's their sole focus Interbro included Or not their sole focus, but Prime One of them, one of the big ones And IPA shows no signs of stomping And, and, and I agree that there are, is such a breadth of flavor You get from IPA Hop varietals and So back
2: to, back to the, the beer bar owner who is my real go-to now We don't need technology <laughs> Heather, what, what's, what's, I, I
1: hate what's I a beer what that I you're
2: craving An IPA that, that's at one of your bars You've had recently That you'd say, Jimmy, I really want you to try you this You
1: know what, I'm going I'm to totally backtrack uh, I just want to say that that uh, Rosé cider, which I That was <laughs> so good I just was not expecting that to be delicious And I usually am not a cider drinker And just totally so fell in a love summer with it rose. Yeah. So it's the summer rosé Yeah, it is the summer of rosé I would say sours Can't are drink. super hot now and people are much more willing to try real funky sours. Carton had a couple real funky sours that people were, <laughs> I know you laugh, uh, people were willing to go go to. And I, I was impressed, you know? Like, I think that that, you know, just for the, an average consumer speaks to a uh, a willingness to try something different that just was not there a few years ago. Yeah.
2: Hey, Jay, I, I, I want to bring you in because you've been on the show a lot. And, you know, I, I, going way back to American, you know, distributor, you've, dealt with a lot of brands and seen them grow and uh, i respect your opinion thank you but um you know you weigh in on this all right i think part of what's going to
3: be going down if we're I, I think the growth of ipa is going to continue and the execution of really good ones is going to be celebrated but i think beyond that it's very delicious simplistic beers um things that are not over the top it's almost like we've been talking a lot about um pilsner and lagers and i think um those are really consumable and you can sit down and put five of them in a row and you can easily have the white ones stand out and everybody nod and be like that is killer beer and at the other end of the spectrum that is awful and yet they're in the same family and they're produced on whatever scale with whatever quality ingredients going to them but i mean i think the companies that are doing these things that are Low alcohol content, clean finishing, highly utility, high utility beers that are food friendly and like that you could like have in any situation that aren't going to break the bank. As far as the consumer looking at buying it by the pint, uh, I think that, in my opinion, is where it's at. I mean, I want to see a lot of things. I'm always been hell bent on like having other styles celebrated than what's going on right now. I love English Milds, but nobody cares. I like ESB, but nobody's drinking them. I do. Schwartz beer. Schwartz beer. It's one of my favorites of all time. And it's kind of like these Germanic beers that are not like over the top in bitterness, but on there, there's a lot of character uh, going on. There's a lot of flavor, yet, they're very smooth finishing. And I think there's some companies out there that are starting to dial that in. And I think um, the consumers, you know, they, they want to taste extreme things, but I feel like, and I shouldn't say extreme. Some of the beers a decade ago were presented to be as extreme as they possibly could be, and I think the world was—I would like to say—they were duped into embracing offensive flavors. <laughs> and uh, I'm
1: not a smoke beer fan.
3: No, I love smoke beer, <laughs> but, but if it's not over the top, if it's balanced, I mean, it's almost like if it's if it's like extreme, it was just extreme to be extreme, and I feel like those things can be measured like ingredients going into a dish of food.
1: Like those ro- like the rogue. What is it, the rogue donut? Voodoo donut.
2: Voodoo donut.
1: Yeah, uh, that's
2: the one in that pink bottle.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, those fun packaging and the beer
2: was. Jay, those musings are beautiful, man. I love I love hearing you talking. Laura, you have something to say, and I sorry if I cut you off.
6: No, I was just gonna say I think that you know one of the things. See, how that about I, that last beer? Buddy? <laughs> it's all it's all so good. I, one of the things ah. that I love about all the beers that we're making because Jesse's so awesome at what he does is that they're all they are all balanced and they're all approachable. They're not one of them. Is like hit you over the head, test out your testosterone, crazy ass hot bombs that are hard to drink, you know. And and I think that that's one of the things that we're you know pushing forward with and have really established over this this first year of us being in in on uh, on Innerboro is is really trying to present beautifully balanced beers. That you know you can have with your dinner versus, uh, and you can have two of you know, and and you want two of it's not well that was really nice and yeah I'll drink that again next year when they make it I'll you know have
2: Laura what this is a geeky question what's the beer that's at home in your fridge. Hate that question, but I got to ask. On your
3: tap?
6: No, on my tap. I had I had the Bushberg Pilsner on my tap at home. We put in a kegerator in my house. My husband was sure that we needed it. He was very very right. sure. <laughs> yeah. he was right. Yeah. He was right. So there's, yeah, we there's a great Pilsner. shift.
4: I, I mean, I think we've seen it sort of inside the industry towards Pilsner Lager lighter, easier drinking, more utility beers. As as Jay was mentioning, and that's spreading. There's desire. I mean. Uh, Suarez family in uh, Livingston, tell me I'm wrong, upstate New York, is Hudson, is yeah. being lauded Livingston constantly <laughs> as one of the best breweries in the country. Not all a again. ton, but lauded exactly with praise. Yes, and he's focusing on lagers and making phenomenal lagers. And simple
5: and simple pails and um, and pale mixed fermentation beers. I was on vacation last week with my family and made a made sure that my first stop. Um was Suarez to pick up a case of his qualified pills because that's what I drank by the <clears throat> excuse me, that's what I was drinking in the woods
4: all last week, along with our beers, but it's the answer to what's in Jesse's fridge? It's qualified <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's definitely true about pills, nurse. We are definitely selling more, and people are willing. Before, I think it was people would just ask, like, oh, a Pilsner is a Pilsner is a Pilsner. And maybe once in a while you get people in being like, oh, I want that Czech style, like something a little more traditional. But now people are much more willing, I think, to try different styles.
2: Engage Gage, again, b- going back to beermenus.com, you know, do you know what's in all of our fridges? Because you have all this
4: different- I Well, <laughs> Jimmy, because you use us and Interboro uses us and Pine Box and Precious Metal use beer menus, Yes. I know it's in all of your fridges, and not enough of you... Well, they have their own beer, so I'll drink their Pilsner, but uh, Metric Pilsner, that's the one for me, the what's-in-your-fridge question. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly.
2: Heather, I want to give a big shout-out. So you guys reached out to us last month and said, hey, for July...
1: We wanted to do some beer events. We were, you know... uh, Like I said, we opened a new bar and had a baby, and I feel like I just stepped away from the bar, and uh, Good Beer Month really just sort of snuck up on me. I looked at the calendar. I didn't see it, and I was like, let's do it. I reached out to you, and, and... and you actually suggested Interboro, and I'm so glad you did, because it's great. Yeah.
2: Well, cheers. And watch and out, New York City. Heather <laughs> Rush is back <laughs> with little Roger Rush. And before you know it, he'll be the four-year-old barback that every girl have a crush on. Totally. But you got him. Did a great job. Everybody, That's one more time. Go around the room. Everyone say their name and affiliation. And it's been a great show. Thanks, to everybody. July Good Beer Month. Robert from At The Hot Blog. You've been doing uh, special videos all month. Thank you, man.
3: Cheers. Uh, this is Jay Steinhauer from Innerborough Brewing.
1: Laura Darks from Innerborough. Heather Rush from Pinebox and Precious Metal.
4: Jesse Ferguson from Innerborough. Gage Siegel from Beermenus.com.
2: Wow, and I'd like to thank our sponsors at Union Bear Distributors who've helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Thanks again to everyone, including our producer, Justin Kennedy, assistant producer, Hilary Fasten, and our engineer extraordinaire, David Tatisher. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Woo! Woo! <laughs>